Welcome to Lockbox, a podcast providing real estate professionals with action items for success. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm going to be your host. I'm the founder of two real estate marketing and tech companies, Steezy.Digital and RealNurture.io. In this podcast, you'll learn from top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers the exact secrets to their success. Welcome to Lockbox. Welcome to Lockbox. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I am here today with Paige Schulte. Paige, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. So why don't you tell our listeners who you are, where you're from? I am from originally from Southern California, but um, I live now in Gig Harbor, Washington, which is a suburb outside of Seattle. Awesome. And you're doing well in real estate out there now. We'll get into everything that you're doing and some of your tips and tricks, but what got you into real estate? Like what was the story of your first aha moment that, whoa, real estate can be a powerful tool for wealth building. And maybe I want to get into this. Like what, what was that first exposure? Well, I never really saw myself in real estate, mostly because all, you know, we've seen the sleazy real estate agents that all they care about is when I'm moving next, or I thought that the business was a little bit inauthentic. And when I moved to Washington, I had sold my first company and I had been uh, in business down in the Sacramento market for 10 years uh, with a business partner. And I sold that company and I was doing marketing for a real estate team, just kind of on the side. My, that was my background was community marketing as I was exiting my business. And he was like, you really should get licensed. And I was like, I would rather die. And, you know, then you, you kind of, so I kind of fell into it and ended up being really successful in building out that personal brand. I really went hard on the personal brand side. I saw a few agents that I really looked up to that I followed on Instagram, just watching their personal brand growth and appreciated that they did stand for something. And I think that gave me a little bit more permission to kind of build the business that I wanted the uh, outside of the norms from, I guess, maybe the old way of doing business. So being yeah. everything to everyone rather than I chose to niche down really, really quickly, and it's been advantageous in my business. Good to hear. Yeah, I mean, real estate can be whatever you want it to be, and I'm glad that you discovered that. So many agents niche focus and see success with that. You know, others decide to serve everyone, and they can see success with that too. Um, curious, what's your niche? Like, what what did you choose to really focus on? And well, we can, like, have some follow up questions on that. Yeah, geographically, I focused on just one area. So, you know, Seth Godin is a tremendous marketer, probably one of the best in ever. Um, but he said, if if you want to be known for something, you have to pick something to be known for. Um, that's not a direct quote, but that I wanted to be known for the area that I live in as a mom with three kids. I did, you know, I was looking at time equation before money and thinking. I've got three kids, a husband that traveled for work prior to COVID, and I need to make sure that I can maximize my time and I can do more business if I'm focused in one area. And I can also be known for that one area quicker. Um, So I focused all my marketing in one area. Even if I worked outside of my market, I just reinvested that money into the market that I wanted to be known. I want In five years, I wanted to be the go-to agent in one area. So Gig Harbor, Washington was my focus. It still is. I've been in the business just under five years. 
And it's worked out. And then I went from there saying, okay, what about price point? What about type of people I want to work with? Because I certainly don't want to work with assholes. I'm not a good fit for bachelors who want to be in a condo. You know, I do have kind of an ideal client avatar that I'm looking at speaking to, and it helps with showing up on video better and kind of just talking to that one person. That's awesome. And, you know, you have a marketing background, so you're dropping terms like avatar and looking up to people like Seth Godin. And, you know, that's not typical in real estate. Most real estate professionals are uh, a little older in their late 40s, early 50s. They have good interpersonal communication skills. They believe in slamming the phone, but they don't really have those like marketing skills. And so that's where my marketing agency really helps them to level up their digital, run some paid advertising, hone in on what their mission, vision values are, who their ideal target market is, who's their customer, right? And so you've mentioned a lot of those strategies that you were able to go through on your own based on your, yep. your marketing knowledge. So what's your marketing background? Well, I owned a company for 10 years. I was in the education space. So we spent a lot of time figuring out what our value wedge is uh, to like, what do I, what, especially in, so I came to Washington six years ago uh, and I've been an agent for um, just about five years. So I came here as a complete nobody, like no relationship to anybody. I knew two people. And so I needed to think about who I could talk to on the camera. That was important to me to figure that out. So my, my background, it came out of necessity to figure out how to do this. So I did, I, my background came from being an entrepreneur, willing to take risks, willing to invest money. Um, I think that a lot of People are nervous about spending money, but as an entrepreneur, you have to invest in yourself and in your business and in people like you and your program to like, how do you fast track the knowledge of avatar and some of that marketing knowledge to say, okay, how do we break down and um, identify who we want to be working with? So, you know, in the first couple months, I could say, I absolutely would never, after one year, I said, who would I never want to work with again? And who would I want to clone? And that Mm. helped me then say, now I can put that marketing, my marketing should speak to that one person. And that has changed over the years, but, or price point has changed in terms of what I want to target or buyers and sellers. And back in 2018, my daughter got really sick. She has um, juvenile arthritis. And so I I was out we're handling it. It's a long-term thing, but um, she, we were out for a while and I had four listings and I realized that if I was only working with buyers, I wouldn't have a business. And so 2019, 2020, all I did was market to listings. That's it. I wanted to change the structure of my business to only attract sellers. And I still work with a ton of buyers. It's, you will never get away from them. love them, but they're an incredible amount of time. And as a mom of three kids, I was, tra- I was trading time for money because I spend a lot on my listings. So I don't know if I answered your question, but I'm pretty self-taught and I'm also not afraid to spend money. I took a lot of, uh, I invested a lot in people like you. Um, and then also in courses and stuff like that to hone in on Instagram, hone in on copywriting, hone in on Facebook ads, and just kind of piece it all together. Awesome. I love to hear that. And it's, you know, paid off for you. So now I'd love to learn 
where you're at as far as transaction volume, where are you ending 2021? You know, we're in December, we're a couple of days from Christmas. So uh, what's 2021 look like? And then I, I have some follow-up questions uh, so that you can help others that might be just behind you in your path. Yeah. Friday. So tomorrow I'll close on transaction number 94 for the year. Incredible. And just under 85 million in production. And are you working with like a transaction coordinator and admin? Do you have like buyer's agents underneath you? Like what's your team structure look like? I have a transaction coordinator full-time. She's near and dear to my heart. She's my little sister. Um, So she's been working with me since 2020. And so we really amped up in 2020 with the help of her. And then I have a buyer's agent that did about 15 of those, like helped with 15 of those deals. So we are going to expand next year. We'll have two buyer's agents. And I hate calling buyer's agents because I I don't want to pigeonhole them into something like that. Sure. I, you know, but yes, I'll have two other people on my team to help just build some depth for our clients and and they're hyper-local as well. They're just kind of on the same trajectory in terms of content marketing and stuff like that. So um, I think it'll be a good team going into next year. Yeah, that's incredible. Congratulations on the success. And now I want to ask you the question, what advice would you give to a team leader or a high-performing individual agent that might be doing 30 or 40 transactions a year? I mean, that's mm-hmm. you know nothing to shake a stick still at. Really that's, good. Yeah. that's still really yeah, good. That's really good. amazing. I mean, I, but every single... They wanna, they yeah. want to get to 90 or 100 or even 75. Like, what, what advice would you give them? Well, if you want to get to that level... What I would tell myself is get it, get two cell phones, <laughs> one personal <laughs> and one business. That way you can leave one at home and get a phone nanny for your business line um, nice. and only take the bat phone calls for something that's major. That's like immediate advice. But I think really the consistency in my business has been that I always, I, I've kind of chosen a few things to do, like one thing to focus on each year. So I did the, you know, when I very first started, I was doing Instagram and video. I was on Instagram stories every day because my, the thing that I could do well is well, one, I didn't care. I mean, I, five years ago, I would wait a lot less. Now I'm like a fluffy bunny, but I still don't care. Like I can be fat. I can be skinny. It doesn't matter. People trust you when you're on camera. So I, so get on camera, be consistent, whatever you're going to do, do it for a year. They say six months, but for we are, we deal with super huge, large transactions and it takes a long time to build that trust. And so whatever you're going to do, do it for a year and do it consistently. And then you can add on to that. But I'd say last year, I going in 2020 was kind of crazy uh, for all the different reasons, but it was also a really big year for me from transaction level from 2019 to 2020. And I was like, I'm going to do everything the same. And I'm only going to add one thing. And that was, you know, I've I've done some, I did listings, listing specific postcards that I did as a mailer to a community like this ideal community that I have. That's my farm. If you want to call it They're readers, they will read something that's in the mail. Mm. So I hit them hard with eight, an eight by eight campaign right at the beginning of the year, just related to listings. And so, and I've hit them hard every year. That was the type of community that would take five years to to break into. You know, there was like the queen of the neighborhood forever. And, you know, now I'm at 30% market share, but it was super slow. 
I didn't do anything in this neighborhood, which is my own for two freaking years. Although people were like, you own it, you own it. I was like, I guess, have you looked at the numbers? Cause I haven't sold it, (laughs) but it takes a while to become known and to build trust. And so, you know, whatever you're going to do, it's got to be done consistently. Well, you mentioned something very key there at the end, the perception that you owned it and were crushing it came before the results. Totally. Yeah. And it's so key. So many people in business in general or in life goals give up in that, that time frame yeah. where they've pushed. 100%. And the perception is like, you're killing it. And literally days later, weeks later, or even yeah. like maybe a month or two later, they would be killing it, but they're yeah. like, this isn't working and they quit. Yeah. 100%. And that's like with any marketing campaign as well. You just have to give it time to see the results and and you know humans are so slow to change their behavior but i figure you know in a small makes... town in a small town there's 40,000 people here if uh-huh. i'm number 1 by like 30 million if i could do it like literally anybody else can um and i think it and i would say like you know that fake it till you make it I would say for people to make sure that they don't go over the top. I mean, I drove a minivan and was super practical <laughs> um, in my business. And I was just like, if you don't like it, it's okay. Like there's there's enough business for everybody, but I'm not going to go buy a Tesla when I'm a brand new agent, you know, Absolutely. Or, and, and like be a poser. But I will make sure that if I can provide something that's really good to the market, I'll keep telling people until they believe me and hire me. <laughs> wow. Powerful. I love that. So what that made me think of, you know, being so close to success and, and then not following through, they have the original movie, The Secret, right? Mm-hmm. And and then they have that the new one. But there is another movie that I saw. It was actually promoted as an Instagram ad, and it's based on the Think and Grow Rich movie. It's it's it, or Think and Grow Rich the book, and it's called like Think and Grow Rich the movie. And it has like Barbara Corcoran and like a bunch of like mm-hmm. famous entrepreneurs in it kind of narrating. And then it cuts to scenes where they had actors actually act out some of the the stories in Think and Grow Rich, the book, because the book is so mm-hmm. old, it's almost written in a way that's like hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the stories was the gold miner that, you know, he initially found these big nuggets of gold, got investors, got all this equipment, just started pouring into this mine and digging, 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 and then they lost the vein. They lost the vein of gold and they weren't profitable yet. So an investor came in and he bought all of the equipment pennies on the dollar. And then what he did is he went into the mine and he was curious where the vein would have gone. So he hired a geology specialist Mm -hmm. and for a small one-time consulting fee, the geologist said, sometimes when there's earthquakes, the mountain can shift, the vein can break, but it's only like three feet to the right or the left. Mm -hmm. And so based on his specialized knowledge, he was able to say, I would say that the vein is over there, three feet to the right. So this investor that came in, got things pennies on the dollar, basically changed the direction of where the mine was heading Right. made millions of dollars in gold. Yeah. And so the concept there is, you know, sometimes you're so close to success and you need to just stay the course, but other times you might need to hire that professional, mm-hmm. that expert, go through that coaching course 
and just take that sidestep or that small shift, which will then get you to that next level. Right. And I think I'm a big believer in investing in that way. Um, and so you choose your one item, like you can go through like the basic courses that are like marketing 101. And then you can say, and some agents feel like they need to do everything. I need to be on TikTok. I need to be on Instagram. I need to be on LinkedIn. You need to be everywhere. And you really don't. I'm not, a, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook a little bit, mostly for groups. And then TikTok and all of that, like my people aren't there. If they really were, I'd follow them. But I think I have enough people on Instagram. I'll be fine for my business. But once you pick a path, like find somebody, find a guru or somebody that you love and really just dive in and learn that platform really well. And that will help right. you stay focused and in your lane. But the other part piece of it is if you suck at marketing, go hire somebody to help you. If you're really good in a different area, if you're really good at operations and you can, and you can be really systematic and like you need to get this, the, the, um, conveyor belt running and then be able to, you know, if you're really good at, like, I'm a really good marketer. I can, in my past company, I had a business partner and she, I would, she would make the widgets and I would sell the widgets. And if you can't do both, most people can't find the areas that you need to outsource and get help with and figure out how to hone your craft because the business of real estate is about attracting leads, you know, that's where the that's where you become the rainmaker. Absolutely, so you got to find a way to niche down on what where you're going to focus from a marketing standpoint. You said that so perfectly. I don't even have to elaborate or rephrase <laughs> it or do anything. That was perfect. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm curious now about some of your entrepreneurial habits. What is the single most important action that you take on a daily basis that attributes most to your success? Feel like there's so many little tiny things. It's all, you know, like <laughs> it's all little, important. <laughs> yeah, I guess I would say when I feel, I get up every day and I get ready. I think that's an important thing to just hmm. get your brain awake, especially as an entrepreneur. When we even in the it, Zoom world, I mean, in the Zoom yeah, economy, I, when, least, when you can just at least from the neck up. But but when COVID <laughs> hit, when COVID hit, I was like, put on shoes, everyone. Put on shoes and see how you feel because it makes a difference. Um, I agree. But getting ready every morning and as an entrepreneur and holding yourself accountable at like starting the day will help you feel more accomplished. And then when there are times when I feel like I'm stuck in a rut or I have no business, usually I'm looking at where can I find something that's going to work for me while I'm not physically doing it? Is there a postcard mm. that I can send out to my farm because they haven't heard from it in a while? Is there an email that I can send out before I go to lunch that's going to be working for me? At any given point, I want to have something that's running on Instagram right now. So today, before I left the office at 12, to meet with my girlfriend for lunch. I had a postcard that went out, an email that went out that was a, that has a lead magnet in it for a giveaway. So I'm collecting emails and uh, Instagram stories that was promoting the lead magnet. So everything's all kind of synergized. And in a town where I didn't know anybody, I was building an email list. How do I get people off social media? People think I built my whole business on Instagram and my whole point of all of it is to try to get them off of Instagram and onto my mm -hmm. website. Right. Uh, because I don't own that Zuckerberg's going to do whatever he does, or somebody's going to shut it down at some point. I have no idea, but I can't put my whole business and life on uh, a social media platform that I don't own. So habits are just, just 
be 1% better every day. And what does that look like for you? I don't know. I and like the concept, which was the goal. <laughs> Here I am. Try yeah. not to drink too much at lunch. Is that the yeah. last thing? <laughs> yeah. Try not to have the whole bottle of wine at lunch. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I like the concept of getting up, even though, you know, Zoom economy, like virtual yeah. meetings, virtual showings, like when you get up and you shower and you, you know, for a guy, you shave your face and, you know, you, you get dressed, you put your shoes on, you, you, you dress up. Yeah. It does something. It yeah. activates your, I don't know. It's, I, I don't want to say ego, but like there's a part of it, like it takes a little ego. You, you know, yeah. there's so much training nowadays, like, mm -hmm. oh, crush your ego, smash your ego. Well, you need a little ego to like get up yeah. and get dressed and get ready, right? So yeah. you got to like feel good about yourself. And I think yeah. a, a famous quote about that is look good, feel good, play good. And yeah. it's talking about like basketball players walking in, they got like the fresh fade and they, they look great walking to the locker room. And then they like, you know, look super good when they're walking out on the court. It's like, you want to feel confident and step into your power as a human. Yeah. And you can't totally do that agree. if you're like half asleep and rolling out of bed. A hundred percent. And you don't want to feel one step behind. And I think that's why it's all comes down to being consistent. If you start the day at the same time, all of the habits of highly effective people and CEOs, they're meditating, which is free, by the way. It's like one of the cheapest ways to like be better is to like find that time to clear some white space in your brain and then get up and get up at the same time on a regular basis, even on the weekends. and then. I'm really trying to work out more, but my trainer and I have different opinions on uh, what success looks like there. <laughs> I, like I just, hear you. Like get fat slower. And he's like, why don't you just stop eating like shit? So on that topic, um, I have heard that eating and diet is like 80% of it. I know. Like, I know. And I, all I want to do is like go back to when I was 20 and I could work out like three times and be super skinny. And now I have to eat grass. Right. You know, like celery. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, you know, you've been successful in other areas of your life and you can conquer anything. So, yeah. you know, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll be great. And I'm curious, as far as your different lead generation that's going on, mm -hmm. I'm very interested in what is like the number one most profitable other than referrals. Obviously, everyone loves a phone call referrals. from a past client. You oh, hate referrals? Well, okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. From past clients, I do. But like, Agent to agent, not agent I, referral. Yeah. yeah, I was, agent I was referral. thinking. I'm more. like, I spend way too much money on marketing. If I have something like that, don't get me wrong. I'll take your referrals. Okay, everybody that's listening, get Harvard Washington. But yeah, if, if you're looking at like running your business and saying how many people can I serve, then I want to be serving people at a hundred percent commission, right? Instead of lower. I always talk about that when we look at running our numbers. Um, and saying, where are we cutting off certain places? Because I'd rather do less transactions and higher value or get more commission out of it, whatever. But lead generation, we, lo we love the phone calls from other people and to stay top of mind means that you have to show up on a consistent basis and have them remember who you are when that conversation comes up at Christmas and they need somebody needs an agent. But because I was so local, I mean, my marketing strategy is to be hyper local. I want to be, I want to be known in the gig harbor market as the agent to go to. And I was like boots on the ground. So in, in COVID, I have going to seem weird, but I've got one copy left. So I wrote a book on gig harbor. 
Nice. Um, it's called Inside Gig Harbor, and it's a coffee table book. And my second version comes out in a couple weeks. And that is like literally, I mean, have you heard of Mark Schaefer, the Mark Marketing Rebellion? He wrote Marketing Rebellion, mm-hmm. Known and Cumulative Advantage. Amazing. I've met him a couple times. He was on a podcast of mine. And he said, I heard him in it speak about his last book. And he said, the most human company wins. And that I think he, I think I heard that in 2019. And I was like, it that spoke to me so strongly. So 2019, I was in the middle of writing this book. I was just starting it. And the this book right here is all of the stories of the local entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur. I love connecting with those people that have the same energy as I do, and we can speak the same language. And so I wrote a story. The book is like all about Gig Harbor. And that has been like, so I spend all my time on Instagram, all this, all the ways that people say like shining the light on other people. And then they remember who you are. Like that's so much more powerful is when you show up to serve then like my lead get my lead magnet that's running right now is a new business that's grand opening is today and it's a cider um, distillery and so i have 10 i bought 10 memberships to their cider club and so that's what we're giving it away so we're promoting people to go to their open house and their grand opening, and then collecting all the leads for the 10 the people that want it. So it's people that are in Gig Harbor that want to be a cider brewery member, that want a cool hip place to go. It's my ideal client and, and I'm supporting them and they can see that all happening and they can reshare all that stuff and I can get in front of the same audience. So does that make sense? Like connect with the people that are connectors has been probably my number one way. And it takes time to do that and in a real authentic way. Yeah, I like how you mentioned the concept of, you know, kind of showing a spotlight on someone else, but then through that process, you're getting exposure to their following and it helps to then also put the spotlight on you, but in a very tasteful way. Yeah. And so a lot of my marketing is community-based marketing. How do I, how can I serve a lot of my blog posts? Most recently, it's like where to go for Christmas trees, where's the best neighborhoods for Christmas lights. Where do I go to the snow in the next? And then, and who does that speak to? It speaks to the moms. Like I would work really well with moms in like that million to 1.2 million price range. Mm -hmm. And they want to know where to take their kids two hours from here to go play in the snow. And every time that comes up in a Facebook group, I can drop that link without looking like I'm just, you know, I can push them back to my website. I can retarget them. I can do all of that stuff. So, and then it becomes like an ask page Schulte mentality of like, well, she knows everything. How do I save a baby seal that's on the beach? <laughs> ask Paige. Gotten that call. It's been weird. <laughs> like, I'm sure I can find the answer for you. Hold on. I'll ask the internet. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, then you're becoming like the mayor and yeah, the point totally. of contact and, you know, the top of mind person for any problem. Um, yeah. I, I like this one strategy I heard when I went to a conference earlier this year. He said, uh, you got to have a thing that is a trigger. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to kind of like um, the viral marketing strategy where like if you have a trigger that comes up that then people associate with you, that's a way to ha- have them always re- remember you. So his thing yeah. was tacos. Yep. And he always, he would, 
he's a real estate agent that ev- everyone knew that, but he would do Taco Tuesday. He would do, you know, tacos and this and that. He'd do like big taco parties for his clients. And like his thing was like, and I forgot it, it like tied into the brand too, but it was yeah. something tacos. And then imagine like how many times tacos come up throughout the year. I mean, 100%. it's got to be dozens of times that tacos come up. And in that area, people are like, oh yeah. And then they associate it with him. And then yeah, I think, I think you mind. can find those relevant pieces of your life. Like everybody knows my dog and that she is like weird and could probably be on some kind of Prozac. Tacos are definitely my jam. And so they'll know like Paige is going to go and she's going to list a house with her photographer and then her and her photographer are going to go have tacos. And they'll call me and they'll be like, can we go to tacos with you and Dom? I'm like, yeah, come on, let's go. (laughs) Um, My friend, Julie, she's out of Roseville. She's a Swedish fish. Like we know she loves Swedish fish. Her clients will send her Swedish fish. Like it's (laughs) gimmicky, but it's like, you just have those things that, that end up following you in your rabbit trail of, of coming up on a regular basis. Champagne is it for me. I'm actually not a cider lover, but knit real hard today with the, that promotion. And I'm not doing it like it's not paid. It wasn't, I didn't ask them permission. I didn't ask them to give me 10 free cider memberships. I genuinely went in there and bought them. I believe in their cause. Um, their cider membership goes to something bigger. And I would say for me, besides tacos and champagne, I have a, it's a long story, but I started my own nonprofit as a way to like control how I gave money to the PTA before I went like my sabbatical year when I sold my company and then didn't do real estate. But when I first moved here, um, so my foundation, like everybody will call me the minute they need anything in this area. So in my first year, I think maybe I gave like $6,000 from my real estate transactions back to the community. And then we built from there. Now we're at $75,000 a year that goes back into the community. And so if you really truly can walk the walk of like wrapping your arms around your city, they'll bring it back to you. And you won't just be a taker, you'll be a giver. You're giving knowledge, resources, money, time, and not just taking referrals and asking people for business. They'll just bring it to you. Yes, absolutely. I love that. And then, then so, that's a career. Then that's a career. And you're not just a real estate agent. You're building a company, you know, right. just like you do. Like you're building a brand. Your logo stands for something. People will have something more to say about you when you leave a room. And I think that's that's the kind of work that you do for people too, is identifying that. Absolutely. And that's the type of agent that I want to work with is the type of agent that's building a business. Yeah. They're not doing real estate part-time. Right. Or they or they envision doing it for two or three years. I want to work with someone that plans on doing real estate for the rest of their life, or at least the foreseeable future, the five, yeah. 10, 15 year run, because yeah. I can help them to really grow roots locally and establish authority, but that stuff does take time. So great points and, there. And, the, and depending on um, the methods that you take, I don't, I have never cold called or, I mean, the thought of it just makes me want to die personally. Like I just, I couldn't do it, but I can do content marketing and I can, I can write blogs. I I know that the digital space is where you have to be. And, and honestly, the book felt like, oh, I could write a book. The book didn't catapult me because that was in my second year. So 2017, 18, 19, my second year in my second year, my Google ranking was off the charts. And it's because I was like, oh shit, all this stuff is digital. And I put it all into blog posts. I had like 35 blog posts written already because of the book. And I just Mm -hmm. put that everywhere on social. And I hadn't, you know, it was like, you kind of, 
kind of like the secret or, you know, just taking those leaps of faith when you're like, I don't know how this is going to work out. I've never written a book before, but we'll just see where it takes me. I think it'll be good no matter what. And you just have to take a risk. So between time and money. Absolutely. Um, no, it's, it's true. Sometimes you just have to do it, but I like what you're saying about leaning into what resonates with you Yeah, because some agents are fine, you know, knocking on expired listings doors or cold calling and, and others, they go get into a new real estate brokerage and it's like, all right, here's a list, start calling. And that doesn't resonate with them as a human. So for you, it's content marketing. It's being able to be authentic through video. It's Mm -hmm. being able to create assets that then go out there and work for you. Like, like yeah. mail and email and having things systems in place. So, you know, for you that has then worked and developed, but mm-hmm. you also didn't just try it for a couple months and then oh my God, no. find a shiny new object and, right. and get distracted. It is committed it, to it. Yeah. It's pretty easy uh, to get distracted and kind of buy something or even, I mean, at this point with how busy the actual business is, it's trying to figure out a way to get your time back so that you can do the things that you still really enjoy. I still love the human connection with the business owners and at 94 transactions that I was like in quicksand for a while. So Mm. going into next year, it's like, how do we pull ourselves out of the bottlenecks of this, like leveling up our systems and then make sure that we don't lose sight of humans, the family and friends that we like have helped you get there (laughs) instead of like cashing in. So, yes, no, it's very important. So a fun question that I like to ask is what is an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love? Mm. Is there anything that like, like kind of fun or quirky or different that's like memorable about you? I can do the splits. It's my best party trick on demand. So if I have to win, like very consistently, I can win a dance off. Because Still, because you I'm build up old. and then that's the I'm finale, getting old right? <laughs> and I do feel like I'm internally bleeding after I do it, but um, but that's definitely uh, my secret party trick. That's a great uh, party trick. But I I don't know if it, anything else that's quirky. That's great. Yeah, no, I like that. That's probably that's probably my hidden talent. Well, is there a question that I should have asked you, or anything that you'd like to expand upon from earlier? I don't I don't think so. We hit on so much. So we did. It's kind of like my business in a nutshell. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate having you on. How can listeners contact you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Pages Gig, and that's P A I G E G I G. Uh, Pages Gig, that's where I'm at. Awesome. Well, Paige Schulte, everyone, Gig Harbor, Washington, uh, just outside of Seattle. If you have some referrals, send them her way. I really appreciate how she has committed to marketing practices that others have written off or said, oh, that stuff doesn't work. And when she really was authentic, poured into it and committed over a four or five year period, now she's doing like a hundred transactions with you know a TC and one agent. So yeah. this stuff works. And like she said in the middle of the podcast episode, if you suck at marketing, hire it out. You know, yeah. there's agencies like mine that can help you if that's not your thing. And even for agents like Paige who actually resonate with that, she still invested in consultants like me and still went through trainings, right? So you don't have to do this alone. And there's so much training out there, but it comes down to 
like she also said, niche focusing, like, okay, my demographic is on this platform. I'm going to go all in on that. Yeah. And, and executing. You can get all of the ideas yes. in the world and go to a million different conferences and have notebooks full of ideas, but you've got to pick you've got to pick the two or three that you think are going to move your business forward and actually execute on them. And if you can't do it yourself, hire somebody. That's I'm right. not a web designer. I'm not a, you know the best copywriter in the world. I have you just find people. I have a graphic designer that works with me, like those kind of things. You just build your company instead of being a jack of all trades. That's there's no mm. such thing. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on. I had fun and I think it was valuable to my listeners. So I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free ultimate real estate goal setting framework. The link is in the description of the show and it will help you break down your annual income goal into the amount of phone calls, appointments, or open houses you need in order to achieve that goal. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.